America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, Life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bren, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my witchy poo. How you be today? I be great, my elf. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am uh, super happy in the land of keto. Yeah, I just think everybody needs an update because <laughs> I am one who, you know, I tried it. I guess it was a few months ago for six hours, and I gave up. <laughs> you were like, you were miserable. <laughs> I did. Well, I also wasn't prepared. And I think that being prepared is really important. And so the way that I handled it this go around was I gave myself a date that I would start. So it gave me oh, about a runway of, of three weeks to read, to understand, to because it's all about science, right? And so to read, understand, and, and be prepared for it. And then in that time, also convince my lovely wife slash soulmate which we're going to talk about today, um, <laughs> to also, um, you know, join me on that journey. And so it ended up being great. Plus, we like gorged on cherry pie, which was so good, but made it to where I got sick of it, which is also a new move for me. It's kind of like, I didn't know that watch? was possible. <laughs> it, is to it is possible because I'm like, I can't handle any more sugar. One of our favorite shows used to be um, King of the Hill, the uh, cartoon that ran on Fox, the animation series called King of the Hill. And, it, and there was a, so Hank Hill was the main character and he had a son named Bobby and he caught Bobby smoking out by like the garage one day. And then he ended up forcing him to smoke like a carton of cigarettes. And through that, he, Bobby decided he didn't want to smoke anymore because he was tired of it. Well, I did that with pie. So <laughs> I'm feeling great. I love it. You know, we did have a question from somebody about keto and animals. And um, I don't know if you ever answered them because I haven't been able to log into Instagram since my new phone purchase. But Yes, I did answer them. But You did? Uh, yeah, but that's not the point. 
Okay. It was more about, because people say, well, if you're all spiritual, whatever, what about eating animals? I'm like, man, that's what, no, do don't start playing that game with me. It's like, no, I'm fine. This is with why it. I answer these and not. <laughs> exactly. That's why you answer stuff. Oh, it's a good thing I can't log in. But anyway, I, it's, I feel amazing. And I'll tell you the most amazing part about it is the clarity that I have. I've never been more clear, the clear communication with the other side by not living in a world of carbohydrates in my body is it's it's so it's never been clearer and this is not a value judgment for other people it's about knowing paying attention and knowing how to care for yourself like when you land in a place that feels so right like embrace it so that's so good i'm really happy for you and suzanne well, that's what you get for asking me how I'm doing. Everybody got the uh, keto rundown today. Um, but, today. But, today, but today we're going to talk about probably the most consistent question that we get and that I think, Brenda, you have had since, you know, doing, doing all your readings. Everybody wants to know, because it's been so romanticized, is this my soulmate? Am I going to find my soulmate? And are soulmates real? Like, that's a question we get. Is it real? Because I don't think I'm with my soulmate, and so I'm screwed. <laughs> well, and part of it, they don't understand what a soulmate, what that right. means, because it's another thing that Hollywood has screwed up. Completely. Right? It's like, so, because, you know, you look at these relationships that you see in, in so many, you know, television series or so many movies, and they look like they came out of a fairy tale because they did come out of a fairy tale. <laughs> they totally um, did. Because life is not a fairy tale. And and so I think that the reason so many people ask that is because that they think they're supposed to. Let's face it. Life has fairy tale moments. Like there's there's no doubt. We all have that. Oh, my God, it was a perfect night. Oh, my God, it was the perfect dinner. Oh, my God, it was whatever, you know. Um, we, we get fairy tale moments. But let's face it. Most movies, romantic movies, like they end in, you know, in the final, they were reunited. United and you know the the kiss and then the movie's over and that's not the real work <laughs> that's not the real you know that's not the substance that's you know all foam no beer you know because oh my god you're so f look at you with your references I know it's I'm all working foam on no beer it's like well, who are you yeah. fun right so but this is you know this is where people get confused and of course we want true love we want to be supported we want some place where we can you know open our full hearts and be held and be that person for someone else like who doesn't want that kind of connection but it doesn't mean that comes in the hollywood version <laughs> right so so let's let's start from the top from this because i do not deem myself to be an expert whatsoever at this but i deem you to be an expert at everything so you're on the spot <laughs> be afraid so people be spot, very afraid <laughs> so for this i'm going to say i'm going to call you my yoda so yoda tell us <laughs> What I'm going to have to use Hollywood again. So tell us, Yoda, what, you know, what do we need to know about this? Because, you know, we've talked about how we reincarnate as soul groups. And I think it, kind of, right. it, it may start there. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely right. So what happens is people think, if you're my soulmate, I have to marry you. And again, we've talked about this in other episodes. But when we know that we, when we understand our soul groups, you know, from that we reincarnate with can be as tight as six, like we, you know, we have a six soul group reincarnation to thousands of people in our group. That, so, and normally you don't reincarnate a hundred percent of your soul group. You've got other people back who are serving as guides. You have other people, other souls back who are, you know, still in recovery or regrouping or still learning. So we don't a hundred percent reincarnate together. And 
even the people that are here to support you can be considered soulmates because we're part of the same soul group. And it could be that these are significant people that we interact with on a day-to-day basis. You know when you've done, you've had incredible challenges at work and it can be like, hey, there's this exciting new thing. Go open up a whole new industry, a whole new market, a whole new something, or there's a really big challenge. Can you fix this? And, and it's the most challenging, rewarding, creative, intense work that you share with someone and no one else can really understand it because they're not in it. And so you come up with this unique solution that only that combination of people could come up with. And let's say you've got 10 people working on this project. It could be three that were from the same soul group. It could be I did two. that with Miguel when I was at Fox. He was a, our lead data scientist. And the way that we connected and the way that we made things work and the way that made people's kind of um, heads turn and spin right. is because we did so much with so little and we did it very quickly. And I am convinced that he and I, this was not a mistake. It was not an accident. We had definitely encountered each other one before and to be able to only work so respect. quickly and, and you catch lightning in a bottle. Like that's it. Yes. Like it is just like this gift and everybody around you goes, how, how, how did that happen? What just happened there? That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> we were spinning up magic, and that's yeah, exactly that, what was going yeah. on, and not only in the company, but out, outside the company. So, yes, that is a, that he was an amazing soulmate for me for that. And so, like, I think of the, those people, like, our, as our playmate soulmates, <laughs> you know, because we came to, to create this thing that I couldn't do with anyone else at this perfect time. Then you've got other people that I put in the category of teachers. And some of them were literally professors. Some of them were teachers from grade school that said this one thing to you that changed the trajectory of your life. And they, they you know, so they kind of signed a contract that said, hey, we got your back. We'll make sure you land in the right direction, <laughs> you know. Or it could be a really tough professor that you worked your ass off and you hated when you were in the class, and you can still go. Well, you know, I remember back in physics, you know, even though you're a writer now, <laughs> you know, or something that like they just changed and had such big impact. Or it could be a boss, like a really challenging manager that you worked really hard for, but brought out the best in you, even if it was like resentfully. I'm going to show them that wrong. <laughs> or it could be someone who just uplifted you so much and made it possible or gave you the space to succeed in a way that no one else did. So again, I think of that as, you know, supportive teacher slash soulmate. That's super helpful. And if we're going to put it in a hierarchy, those people would be like in the first and second rails of, of a ladder to support you. But another one is family, right? Your, your family soulmates. Oftentimes we do reincarnate with our family because there's so much karma to be worked out, so much dharma to be shared. Remember, family isn't always blood right? Sometimes it could still be in the formal family unit, but it could be an in-law, like someone your sister marries or someone, you know, we don't know, right? It could be a cousin that's an in-law brings in or something like that. So, or but for somehow, you, it could also be Katie Flannery. It could be Katie Flannery. Katie Flannery could be your definitely soulmate in this world. Right, right. She is definitely family. It's so funny you should say that because Katie's in my spirit guide class, which is so fun. And my mom is in my spirit guide class. And so I, you know, I put them out in breakout sessions and they were in a breakout session together yesterday. (laughs) I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Well, they've known each other for years, right? Exactly. No, I mean, how much fun for them to be in a breakout session to do that. That would have been a blast. I would have loved to have been in that breakout. And and it just affirms, right, that your comment that, you know, it's definitely definitely Katie's family for sure. And so this is an, a little higher rung on the, the ladder of, of 
soulmateness. And then, of course, is the one that everyone wants, which is the romantic, right? The romantic, the one that is a completion of our hearts, that instant recognition of like, oh, this is familiar. And you, you can't not think about them. You can't stop. And it's beyond just the hormonal chemical cascade that happens in our body, which is why we call it falling in love, right? Another way to talk about falling in love is getting stupid. And I mean that not as a slam, but you know, the biochemical cascade, the prefrontal cortex, our logical linear part of our brain, the newest part of our brain, it stops firing in the in the wave of hormones. <laughs> so we don't think logically we'll call in sick to work so we can be with our new beloved and things like that, which again, it's not wrong, but it can, you know, lead to we've all done those poor decision making things, <laughs> you know, when when we're quote unquote in love. But again, this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to marry them. And so we can, we'll talk more about the romantic soulmates when we come back. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes... I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So I was talking about that fabulous hormonal chemical cascade where you're just in bliss and so excited and the sky is brighter and flowers smell sweeter and food tastes better. And I believe my elf has a story about that time. (laughs) Well, you also just, you know, during that time, you just kind of don't care about certain things that you may have cared about prior to that. And, you know, when Suzanne and I first got together 27 years plus ago, I was working at an ad agency and I had been staying over to her house a lot during this. And it, it was really pretty early in the whole relationship. And you never and, want to be apart. And you really can't ever imagine oh no. being apart because you're like, I no. found the one. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it was Suzanne. I mean, and Come stunner. On. Let's yeah. just say. I mean, <laughs> sweet, funny, smart, and stunning. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So she called me one day at work. This is, you know, pre-cell phones, pre-texting, you know, even really people didn't have emails. Like this is 1993, people like this is prehistoric days of dating. And so she calls a landline at work and I just hit the speaker button, not even really. Because you, you, you were just had stuff going on, right? I was working this speaker button. And I hear on the other line, oh, hey, Julie, she, was, she wasn't calling me honey yet. It was like, hey, Julie, uh, just thought I'd let you know. I found your pair of uh, panties that you thought you lost. They were in between the the mattress and the footboard. And I see these people walk by my office and they're hearing what's happening on the, on the line. And I was just kind of like, ah, well, I'm glad you found them. I liked them. And it's like, I didn't care. In fact, it's like, yeah, people, I'm getting something with a lady. What you going to do about it? But it's like, you just don't care. All caution is thrown to the wind. You just don't give a shit because you're just that you're high. Yeah, it is a high. You know, you're high. Sorry, Suzanne, for telling that story. It's a fabulous story. Just apologizing to the wife out loud. She loves it. She was there. (laughs) She found him. But again, I want you you to be thinking about these people that we talked about, whether it's, you know, a special project or an influential teacher or someone who set the direction to family members, to that beloved, that's, you know, that take your breath away connection. Those are all soulmates. So stop putting pressure on one person. Or if you have an incredible project, like I'm going to marry that person. No, <laughs> you know, you may, but maybe not. Like, especially if you're both in relationships, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Understand there is a breath and don't get just so locked in and limited. Don't limit what is not needed to be limited. So my nerdy elf. Uh, thank you for, yes, because I am a nerdy elf. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, we decided to talk about this and dedicate a, an entire episode to this because, again, it's it's probably the number one thing that people ask about, which is love, right? Because that's what we are, you know, A, it's our superpower and it is what we're all searching for in our it, life. It makes is, the world go around. <laughs> it does. It does. I mean, it heals wounds. And it brings out the best in us. Like it reminds us that we're special and we all need that because 
Our school is hard, right? And we need to remember that. And I, by broadening this definition of soulmates and understanding how the system works, I hope it takes a little pressure off you that says, there's, there's only one person out there for me and I'm gonna, my life is a failure unless I find it. There are so many soulmates for you. Oh There's my gosh, so I know people that found dozens. Right. Uh, and they didn't <laughs> they marry dated all, them all. Them. Yeah. But there were dozens of them. But so what I found, it was really interesting when I was researching this, because, you know, I like to do that, as we all know. Yes, um, <laughs> And I found there's like a plethora of soulmate categories plethora. that are out there. Huh? <laughs> Did you say plethora? <laughs> what the hell is a plethora? <laughs> Plethora is the, the original. Plethora, uh, plethora. I say words wrong all the time. I know. Everybody. I was just, welcome, I was Oklahoma just, I was School playing System. With you. I, was just I know, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna uh, asterisk that Oklahoma Public School System. And maybe <laughs> okay. if they hear it enough, they'll put some more money into the school system. But let's put there's a shit ton. See what happens is if, is if I can't say the word, I'm just gonna say shit ton. There's a shit ton of karmic soulmate. Oklahoma school systems. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna thank them again, Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> But everybody, don't forget, people who cuss tend to be more truthful. So there you have it. There's been studies done. So bam. I thought they You're just like, had a limited vocabulary. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, no. No, that's what I've been told. I'm not kidding. No, that is not it. <laughs> okay. We are honest people, and we are also very creative. So fuck the fuck, fuck, fuck. There's a lot of soulmate definitions. And so I wanted to kind of throw a couple at you, Bryn, and get Go your take on it. Because I have a sense that it, when people read these, they think they have to live this way. So th the one that I thought was really interesting, they call it karmic soulmates. So and they're also sometimes called wrecking ball soulmates, <laughs> <laughs> which I that was new to me. I like that. Awesome. Um, and what they say, right, wrecking ball soulmates, they say, you know, instead of thinking of karma as good or bad, or a system of punishment and reward, think of it as merely a neutral energy of cause and effect. By the way, applause to somebody who wrote that. And then they say the earth plane, again, applause to them, is very much a dimension of cause and effect. We create karma with other people all the time through small and significant interactions. Every interaction with another person creates energy that can turn into karma. Where they get to is they say karmic soulmates may come into our lives as change agents who facilitate through positive, negative, or neutral interactions. Opportunities or invitations to improve our karma and help us effectively grow and evolve. And it says, keep in mind, the soul craves new experiences, growth, and evolution. <laughs> yeah, that's, first of all, yes to all that. I loved all of it. It was a great, right? I yes, thought it was it's really a, good. That's a beautiful write-up. And absolutely agree. You know, that's the thing that Hollywood leaves out. And not of every movie, right? But there's just, relationships are so much work. They are so much work. Like, you have to... You have to like go within and, you know, you have to be, you have to choose compassion. You have to choose to listen. You have to choose to look at your stuff and take responsibility for it. There's so many opportunities to stop, be humbled um, and say, oh, I could have done better. Yeah. Sorry about that. Is it possible that you have had a wrecking ball? <laughs> I'm leading the witness, everyone. That's exactly you what's happening right are now. Leading a naughty the elf. You are I'm very naughty, <laughs> but here you are. You're stuck. You got to tell this one. You, you make me tell shit all the time. You're naughty elf. Okay, there. I was, when, but this was okay. So um, there was <laughs> welcome a, everyone. There was a relationship I had um, after grad school with this guy, and we're just gonna call him Guy. We're gonna, we're gonna grad school. <laughs> Guy from, guy from grad school. Um, it was after grad school. And we had a very strong connection. 
we literally would finish each other's dreams and, you know, have this great psychic sort of spiritual connection and passion and play. And we'd love to play in the same areas and create the same, you know, like it was fun for us in this way. And then there was a whole other part of our relationship that was just annoying. He was from another country. He had never had a committed relationship. (laughs) I'm like, I don't play any other way. Like, that's not who I am. I'm very steady. And that's how I, and he's like, "Eh, well, you know, whatever. And then of course I would I would find out he was someplace else with another woman and I would just lose my mind. I would just lose it. And he'd be like, like he never even asked me, how did you know? Like he never even asked me because I would just know. I would call him. Like I would know generally where he was. He worked for American Airlines. So he could be literally anywhere in the world. And he would say, how did you know? I'd call his friend and say, is he there? And he, he would say, yes, guy from grad school's here. <laughs> Put him on the phone. <laughs> Put him on the phone. I'd just be like, get home. You just get your butt home right now. And I'd hang up <laughs> like four hours later, he'd show up on my doorstep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Powerful. It was a very deep connection in multiple ways. And finally it got to the point where I'm like, I can't, no, I can't do this. And he would be, and I'd be like, look, if I don't want to change you, if you're not wanting to change, but I also don't want to change me either. This is me. I will resent you. And I don't want that. And so we're not going to do this. We're going to, you know, I'm going to call it. And of course, he came back to me a number of times and said, are you sure? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, no, if you can't hold this line, this is my line. I will meet you here, here and here. But this is my line. I can't, I know myself. I won't go. I don't play like that. And so I would tell him, look, just let it go. And I will catch you next time around. And he'd be like, what does that mean? I'm like, we'll do this in another lifetime. Like, we'll just do it in another lifetime. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> like, just put, hold, please. And we'll, you know, I'll catch you in another century or something. Like, you know, it's fine. We will finish this work some other time. So I love that because you were being true to yourself. You drew your boundary. But what I love the most is we're like, you know, well, I'll catch you next time around. I love that so much. But didn't you also have a discussion with him when you were kind of going through this? And you used your tarot cards. <laughs> yes, I did. You know me. I'm always using tarot, right? I mean, that's absolutely- I'm sorry, tarot cards. It's all good. Tarot cards, tarot cards. So I was trying to demonstrate for him, like, this is different. This is different than your, you know, ladies in all the other ports, let me tell you. Because so tarot has 78 cards. And so I'd, I'd shuffle the deck and I'd spread them out, you know, like Vegas style when they're all spread out in a line. And his card was the uh, Knight of Air. Obviously, he, we were younger back in the day. <laughs> he, he would be a king, but possibly. And that's a court he, card. Yeah, and it's a court card. Kind of third part and of and the, so this is someone deck. who's mentally agile, very charming, very good with his words, not necessarily a great conformer, but Obviously, um, in my story, he was not a great conformer, (laughs) but that he has a lot of charm and and brilliance. And so I would pass my hand over these 78 cards that were spread out in a line, and I would be like, show me guy from grad school. (laughs) And in my heart, I would hold that energy, and I would feel it, pick up the card, show it to him, and it'd be him. And I did this. He'd be like, so that doesn't mean anything. And so I did it like seven more times. I did this exercise with him, and he's like... Now you're just freaking me out. <laughs> that, I am trying to show you like this is a real connection. And there's no doubt he is one of those people that's in my group, but I didn't choose to play at a detriment to myself. And so I drew the hard line. 
you're my hero. The fact that you can do that and pull the same card seven times and then tell somebody, <laughs> like, this is what happens when you're Brenda, when you've lived, you know, on both the earth plane and the spirit plane back and forth through your life, that you can do these things. And I love that. I love like you pick it seven times and you're like, you know what? Not in this lifetime. I'll catch you next time around, man. Next time around, I'll catch you. And I love that, that you could live by that. Yeah. And you also understood what it what it was. Like you I knew. understood what it was and I understood who I was. Like I need to take care of myself in this situation. It was just very clear. And I, you know, do try and live my teachings. <laughs> so <laughs> um and he taught me a lot, right? Very helpful soulmate. Very helpful soulmate. Taught me a whole bunch. A little bit of a wrecking ball. Yeah, a little bit of a wrecking ball. That's why I like it's like I love to say wrecking ball. And it's like, oh, I think Brenda has a story for that. So there's another one. <laughs> yes. Another definition of soulmate. Another definition of, of soulmate. We should actually hold this and take a break. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. 
I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Now, in my nerdyhood, I found another definition, and it's one that I've actually heard of quite a bit. And I've heard it because there's also a crystal formation that they call a twin flame. Mm -hmm. And so I've heard twin flame a lot in the crystal kingdom. I even uh, knew someone that she was convinced that she was in a twin flame relationship. Mm -hmm. So I remember reading about it and having conversations about it. So I'm going to throw this one at you. So forgive me, everybody, for reading, but this is just so we, I get it right. And it was really funny because when I when I looked at it, it, the first sentence was this popular term. I'm like, yes, it is popular. If I've heard of it, it must be popular. <laughs> it says this popular term describes an intense soul connection. And some people believe twin flames are actually one soul that was split into two bodies. So I think that's the intensity that people feel that they are reconnected with the other half of their soul. There's Which is why it reason. feels I, I'm going to stop there. Yeah, because it feels familiar. Um, and, and again, this concept is talked about in so many sacred texts, like from the Kabbalah to the Zohar to the Talmud to the Greek mythology to even in Tarot, some of the world cards, which is the last card of the Major Arcana. We talked about the Fool card, the beginning. The world card is the soulmate card, completion card, you know, to go to that one movie, You Complete Me, right? Whatever the movie that was, the Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. What movie was that one? Yes. Ugh. Yes. Crap. Okay, that's your lane. My Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Was it Jerry yes, Maguire? Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> right, which is just, you know, crap line, but very, very romantic. It's a crap company. line. That is something everybody loves, and you just called it the crap line. It's I crap love line. you even more because it is such a sacred line that people repeat, and you're like, it's such, it's such a crap line. <laughs> it's such a crap line. So, again, in Guy from Grad School, if I needed him to complete me, I am signing up for a lifetime of disappointment and abuse and self-betrayal. I know exactly who I am. I am whole and I choose, right? I have lots of soulmates in this lifetime and in all my lifetimes. And I am empowered to choose, to activate, to commit to. I mean, technically, didn't we all kind of come from the same energy? And aren't we all really split from that hole? Yes. And what I'd say is sometimes we didn't get to finish other... So if we were romantically partnered with someone in a, pre, in a past life, sometimes those partnerships didn't get complete or marriages didn't get complete. Someone was killed early, someone... We don't know, but someone left early. And so that's... I think those are the ones that, you know, I have to be with you. I have to be with you at any cost. I think they really are longing, and not even consciously, longing to complete that which was not completed. Edgar Casey talked about twin flames. I mean, it, they've just been everywhere. And so this this concept of one soul being split into two is, it's a concept. But as you said, we get launched from the same source, but it's not necessarily just two that were meant to always be together. So there's a, you're not going to expect this. There is a gay cult movie called, <laughs> called Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Right, it, it was, was actually Broadway. on Broadway, right? Mm -hmm. But it started out 
as a gay cult movie. And in this movie, there is a song about this. They don't call it Twin Flame, but they're in the lyrics. It's about one soul splitting into two. And so it is, I think it's turned into like, you're not complete if you don't find that, you know, you're not complete if you don't have that. And it's like, you know, guess what? You actually can't be complete. (laughs) Well, and and we limit love so much, right? Yeah. And we don't have better words to describe because those people you work on those creative episodes with, the creative projects with, those people that we go through really hard times with, we love all those people, but we only have the word love with the people that we're romantic with. Like it's, it's insufficient, I feel. And so I think the more we can put words around and pull out these places of deep honoring and connection and seeing each other and supporting each other is more accurate to what's actually happening. I totally agree. And I have a very good friend in Los Angeles and, you know, she's in her mid to late fifties maybe and has never been in a relationship with anyone, like no relationship. And she has said, you know, I just want to, you know, I just want to find love. And I'm like, well, honey, you have found love, just not the kind of love you're talking about. So Mm -hmm. don't think for a second that you are are not loved. Yeah. And this is what I mean. We just It's just not the Hollywood love. Yeah. Well, you and, found and love. you know, also it's not a romantic love. It's, it's not, not someone she's not going to curl up with at night and right. you know, people long for that. And so it's it's real. Again, we wanted to you know understand you can actually marry any of those people on the different ladder the rungs of the ladders that we talked about and have great lives. And you can marry someone who's not on the ladder at all and have a great supportive love loving relationship and Relationships are always a lot of work. Just because a relationship is work doesn't mean you're not with your soulmate. It's quite the opposite, right? The wrecking ball that I told about guy from grad school. (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be so much work. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we get to choose. That's the whole thing. If someone's a soulmate, doesn't override or take away your choice. Correct. Whenever you engage in relationships, do it with respect for yourself and others. Do it with compassion for yourself with others you can actually bring people into your soul group who weren't originally assigned to it by creating these great bridges and great connections. You, huh. Yeah, it can happen. Oh, we should have a, can we have an episode about that. That's a <laughs> new concept think, for me. I think we just did. Did <laughs> so, we? Oh my God, that's so good. I like that. Yeah, it's it's possible, right? So treat, huh. treat people like they're all part of your soulmate group and right. see how the world improves see how you raise the vibration of everyone around you and relationships are hard in fact all of them are and that's where we learn our biggest lessons and that's exactly. where we get our biggest rewards just because they're hard doesn't mean it's worth walking away double down on love people unless it's abusive you know then you got to draw the line yeah i like that double down on love unless it's abusive and just to you know wrap a ribbon around that the guy from grad school you know, he calls every, you know, 10 years or so and just says, hey, how's it going? You know, just want to make sure your promise is still good. Do you still promise what you promise? I'm like, yeah, I promise. And my promise is that I will be there when he dies to make sure he transitions well. <laughs> so that's my promise to him, right? There's still a lot of love there, but it's not active in a way that's going to hurt e- either one of us karmically. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is so beautiful. And yeah. and thank you for sharing that with everyone because that's, you know, not exactly totally pleasant, <laughs> you know, because it's a, it's a lot, right? Like yeah. what you went through during that time was yeah. not exactly a fun moment in the in the separation mm-hmm. of it. But 
it was so valuable. And Brenda and I spend a lot of time encouraging each other to tell stories. And, you know, many... Um, Some of us are, need more encouragement than others. <laughs> yes, that means Brenda. <laughs> I, get, I have to get boxed in a corner to do it. She does. No, I have to kind of like, I have to, th- to curveball her to do it every once in a while. But we also encourage y'all to, or you all, or use whatever you want to use, to share your stories with one another. You know, to talk about these things because it doesn't actually, you're not giving your power away. You're opening, like, vulnerability, right? What is your quote about vulnerability? It's your superpower, Brene Brown. Vulnerability yeah. is your superpower. We connect through our wounds, not through our perfections. That's it. We connect through our wounds, not through our perfections. Yeah. And I think on that note... Our school is hard. Without the other side. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks for joining us, everyone. And a special thanks to our producer, Maya Cole, who guides us while we guide you. Hit us up on Instagram at Other Side Guides or shoot us a note at Other Side Guides at iHeartRadio.com. And you can even call us at 833-22-GUIDE to leave us a message. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you know. And we want to hear your stories. And remember, Earth School is hard without the other side. Insider's Guide to the Other Side is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.